after every event, we've been doing this for so many years in different formats. Why keep doing it is because of the vibe that it creates, because as much as I'm giving out and pouring in, I, I, I'm receiving. Uh, and so anytime there's some special stories like that, it just gives you the juice to want to keep going. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Today, I brought into Green Room Central Studios, Evan Carmichael. I'm excited about this because ever since I started following him a few years ago, he's been an example to me of being both a, a successful as an entrepreneur and also being down to earth and relatable, which I really value. He's on a mission to solve the world's biggest problem, people not believing in themselves and others. And I saw him post recently about being on a mission to find content from the greats that's hidden in basements and now not out on YouTube for the world to see and benefit from. And it really struck a chord with me because my life changed when I met personal development. And I think there's a teacher for everyone that speaks the way they hear and teaches the way they learn. And wouldn't it be a shame if content that could be changing lives is in some dusty box, in some attic, and not out there for the world to see. So I wanted to come on and have Evan share about his mission to get connected with people who know people who might have access to those video assets. Now, we ended up not having time to talk about it during our interview, so I thought I'd explain it here for you before we dive into the conversation with Evan. So as an example, imagine someone, uh, an example of what he's looking for. Imagine someone you look up to and watch on YouTube. Let's take Mel Robbins, for example. Imagine it's 100 years from now, and let's imagine she never put any of her videos with those epic inspirational messages out on YouTube so that they could live indefinitely. Well, Evan is on a mission to find that content, and the silver lining is he plans to split the YouTube ad revenue with those who are able to find the assets. So I wanted to make sure you knew in case your grandmother's best friend was so-and-so because then you can connect them with Evan. Now, before we dive into the episode, first, I was super sick and hopped up on cough medicine and cough drops when I recorded this with him last week. But I figured if he could do a tour a few years back with a broken neck, I can certainly show up sick to an interview and make the best of it. <laughs> so now for a little backstory on Evan, Evan Carmichael believes in entrepreneurs. Gary Vaynerchuk called him the DJ who inspires people and Ed Milet called him the modern day Napoleon Hill. At 19, he built and then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist raising $500,000 to $15 million. 
He now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 3 million subscribers and 500 million views. He's written four books and he speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem. People don't believe in themselves enough. Forbes named him one of the world's top 40 social marketing talents and Inc. named him one of the 100 great leadership speakers and 25 social media keynote speakers that you need to know. And for a little fun, he set two world records. He uses a trampoline and a stand-up desk. He owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio where he met his wife and has a giant bag of Doritos, get this, in front of him all day long to remind him that he is stronger than the Doritos. Toronto is his home. He's a husband, father, League of Legends fan, and Timo Maine. Welcome to Green Room Central Studios. Say hello to Lynch Foundation. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'm excited to dive in. I am too. So I thought we'd start by having a little fun and ask you okay. to share a story. So the whole premise for this show is that the belief that being in the room is everything. And as a little backstory for you, a little over six years ago, I stepped into my first four-day personal development seminar. It happened to be Brendan Burchard's and it changed my life. Within 11 months of being in that room, I left my 16-year corporate career. I started my own business. We <laughs> sold our house. We moved from the Midwest to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we paid off all the debt we'd been under for like a decade and a half. It was a massive shift. And so to start us off today, I'm wondering if you would share a story of a room that you made it into that changed your life. Wow, so many. Um the first was honestly in high school uh, with my teacher mentor in my last year. Her name was Madame Farr. And my school did this thing where they partnered you with a, uh, in your graduating year, with a, with a teacher who became your mentor for the year. And most people didn't do anything with it, but I met Madame Farr every week. And uh, I mean, she obviously taught French, but I don't use French. It's not really that helpful in my day to day yeah. life. But she met me every week just to just to see how I was doing. And up until that year, I was a B and C student. Then I graduated A plus mm. across the board, uh, not only because of her. Obviously, I did a lot of work and I had my parents and everything else. But she was really influential for me. Um, and I didn't even know that that was a room that I needed to be in. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of offered it and I said yes. Um, there's been, been many personal development rooms I've been in as well, but that was probably, you know, the first one apart from, uh, being born into a family with my parents. And that, that was the room that I was kind of born into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Madame Far had a big impact on my life. Mm, that's special. Uh, it also kind of kicks off that whole belief concept for you, I believe. Yeah. I mean, my, my, uh, belief initially came from my parents. My mom would always say, you're Evan Castrilli Carmichael. You can do anything mm. you believe that you can. And I remember always having to have the talk uh, when our report cards came in at school. My sisters were all getting their A's. Uh, and I was, I have an older sister and a younger sister. I was like, I was the boy in the middle getting my B's and C's. So not failing, not, not a terrible student, but not applying myself and not yeah. getting what I, I could be getting. And uh, they would always leave a conversation telling me that, not that I need to do better and I should be doing better, but that 
you're Evan Castrilli Carmichael. You can do anything you believe that you can. And so I think if they told it to me enough that uh, <laughs> it's stuck <laughs> at 43, it's still in my head. So that was uh, that's probably where it began. So I know you speak at events and 83. So we're both 80s babies. Is that right? I was 1980. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So I know you speak at events and you go to events and you host your own events, like your mastermind, your tour and the meetups you do when you travel. Is there something special about building your own stage that makes you especially grateful to have made that happen? Wow, what a question. Um, there's something special about being with your own tribe. Mm -hmm. I think most of us are weird. <laughs> How so? <laughs> right? Like, you're pretty weird, Sarah. You know, you're doing a podcast. It's pretty yeah. weird. Uh, I mean, we, we tend to think that Oh, it's normal to have a podcast and it's normal to be an entrepreneur and it's not, but it's not, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Most people don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at your graduating class from high school or whatever, what are most people doing? Yeah. They're in some job yeah. probably and hating their life. And so, uh, just like when you found yourself at Brendan's event and it changed your life, mm -hmm. it, it's obviously, I mean, Brendan and sharing his great information, but also just being, being with your tribe, being with people who are also doing amazing things or want to do amazing things. Like if you want to do amazing things in your life, who do you tell that to? Yeah. Like probably nobody, like maybe your spouse and hopefully they're supportive. <laughs> uh, but a lot of us don't have anybody. And so when you can, whether you create your own group uh, or find the group that's actually your people, yeah. it's so amazing. It's great. Uh and so I've been fortunate to be in a bunch of rooms and also I, I like being able to bring people together uh, in our program. So it's it's not so much about me, although I hopefully have something to share when I'm leading things, yeah. but also like I want you to meet, I want Sarah to meet John yeah. and like they're going to, and people start businesses together and stay in touch together. Like you talk about the mastermind. Um, yeah. I do this four time a year mastermind group for thought leaders. You have to be a thought leader creating content. Uh, and for the women in the group all share the same house. So like they get an Airbnb and they're all from different countries, yeah. uh, Norway, Canada, United States, and, and another United States in a different state. And every, every time they're booking, they share an Airbnb and the four of them take over this house. It's like they created amazing friendship. It's not even just about a business relationship, but they do shows together and, and help each other out. But like they formed, friendships where it's really hard to make friends as an adult you know like how do you make new friends we don't really a lot you know once you're out of school how do you make new friends um and so i love being able to bring people together and you know we have a message that, and, and some education we'll share but the best part for me is learning how they've connected with each other as opposed to just learning what I had to teach. When you debrief with, I assume you debrief with Nina after like a mastermind event, for example, is that what you guys are talking about? Like that's like still putting a smile on your face. Is like, did, like, did you see that happen in the room? Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, Nina's my wife, I guess, for people who are watching mm -hmm. um, and also very involved in the operations of, <laughs> I like to say everybody needs a Nina because this business would not be what it is without Nina doing almost everything. <laughs> uh, so very fortunate to have her. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in looking at uh, after every event, we've been doing this for so many years in different formats. Why I keep doing it is because of the vibe 
that it creates because as much as I'm giving out and pouring in, I, I, I'm receiving. Uh, and so anytime there's some special stories like that, it just gives you the juice to want to keep going. I mean, I'm sure if Brendan heard your story, he'd be like, yeah, that's why, that's why I do what I do. Yeah, exactly. They're like, thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's the kind of stuff like Brendan is great. And, but he doesn't need to hear himself talk. He doesn't get on stage just to hear himself talk. He gets on stage to impact yeah, and help change lives. And so you, you know, he's seen enough of it, I guess now with people sharing and, and same thing for my audience, but it's, it's in hearing your story that gives him the motivation to just keep going and doing it and keep serving because you know, it's working. Yeah. I finished your latest book momentum last night. It's okay. outstanding by the way. Every entrepreneur cool. should read it. What stopped me in my tracks was the 2% rule and getting started without a plan. And I think this is going to be a game changer for me because I crave momentum. Like I just get so excited by it. It drives me. It fuels me. Um, but where I get stuck is the starting point. And that's the hardest part is getting started. And so do you have any advice on jumping in without a plan for someone who, like you, uh, loves to plan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, pl I'm a recovering perfectionist. So planning is really just uh, fear. We're fear of failing. We're fear yeah. it's not going to work out. So we have to have it all perfect before we do anything. And perfectionism seems like it's a good thing, but it's like it's not. You know, we it it prevents you from doing amazing things. Prevents me from doing amazing things. Um, a couple things that have helped. Uh, the first is. I, I will tell myself, trust that great ideas flow through me, like mm -hmm. great ideas flow through me. And, and hopefully it doesn't sound like too egotistical, but it's like one thing I, I'll tell myself is like, great, this thing came to me, yes. so I have to do something about it mm. as opposed to waiting on it or researching or whatever else. It's like, because it came to me, therefore it's good and I have to do something about it. Mm. And that just takes the brain out of the equation because mm. your brain will stop you. So... Um, almost this belief that there's a higher power and it's working th through me and it's my job to act on that and like make it happen. Yeah. You could, you can, you can go spiritual with it as well. It's like, don't, don't quench the spirit. Sure. It was given to you. Why are you stopping it? You're stopping yeah. it. Trust that it was given you for a reason. So today on, uh, I was, I was doing a walk and I came up with this idea. I, I have two major big name people who were about the book on, on my channel. Uh, to do an interview with, okay. uh, bless you. And uh, we we went back and forth and my schedule, I'm traveling, their schedule is crazy. And like, we're trying to make it all work and we finally made it work, right? It's like, yes, good. But on my walk, I'm like, no, 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 you know what I'm going to do? Instead of me just doing an interview with them, I need, I, I want to have them present inside of Movement Makers mm -hmm. as my, my community. Yep. Um, let's have them join Movement Makers and I'll interview them in front of everybody for the first half hour and then we'll do an hour Q and A of them coming on stage and asking questions and having them coach my, my community. And then we'll take that video and put it up on YouTube. And that came to me, right? It's like, Oh my, the first thought is then that I can't, you know how long it's taken to <laughs> organize the schedules. And my assistant is like, God bless her soul is doing all this work and making it happen. And now I'm going to change it all up again, but I'm not thinking about that. Like great ideas flow through me. So I'm yeah. just going to do that. Yeah. And, I've never had that backfire on me. Mm. Uh, and so I just trust that that's going to work out. 
And so after this, that's what I need to do is now talk to these two guys. And I told my assistant, I'll, I'll, I'll handle it. Like I'll, I'll tell them that it was my crazy idea and that we should do this so that you don't have to go back to them again and like figure out the timing. Um, but those kinds of things, I want to start a podcast. I want to have this guest on you get the idea, just go do something about yeah. it instead of overthinking it. Yeah. Um, the next thing there is, uh, expect to suck. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that yep. in the book, just yep. expect to suck. People expect to be not great, but you expect to be good. You know, like if you're starting a podcast, you don't expect to be Joe Rogan or, or, or whoever you yeah. look up to. Um, you know, you don't expect to be Gabby Bernstein or whatever. Like you, you expect not to be a plus, but you don't expect to suck. Right. You think I'm going to be like a B, a B minus, you know, like I, I'll be okay. I can ask questions. I know I kind of know what good looks like. And then you go and you start thinking about your first one or maybe you even do your first one and, and it sucks. Like, oh my God, I didn't even know what to say. I pressed record on the camera and I froze. Yeah. I suck. And we turn that as I, I suck at a skill to I suck as a person. Yes. And so just expect to suck at the beginning. Whatever it is that you're doing the first time, you're not going to be great at. You're going to get on a bicycle and fall over. You're going to snowboard and you're going to fall down. Why do you think your first podcast is going to be amazing? Right. Or your first page of your book or whatever, right? So that I'll tell myself too, like the permission to suck at the beginning, which then allows me to take the first step and just keep going. Mm, so good. Thank you. <laughs> right, right before, uh, by the way, it made me think of something. Your assistant is fabulous, by the way. And that's, I think, a testament not only to her, but to your leadership. I booked a lot of guests for this show and she's by far the best that I've worked with. And so. Um, All right, well, we'll clip this and send it to her. Thank you. <laughs> I, I sent her an email as well because I just was so grateful for her. Uh, right before Momentum, I read Built to Serve and the journaling prompts are solid gold. I, everyone should do them. I, I'm typically one of those people who kind of blows through books and doesn't do the exercises, but I, something told me I got to do this and I uncovered my purpose in life, which I mean, that's just crazy that that happened. Uh, but it's amazing. And ironically, it's care, just like your wife, Nina. Let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> which ties into my love language, which is helping people just like yours. Mm. And in the book, you share that your purpose is hashtag believe. And I've got something that I've been struggling with that I think you can help me with because it's about belief. Uh, and okay. since belief is your thing, I'm going to be vulnerable and ask you about it. So I, I believe in my ability to figure things out for my clients implicitly, like massively confident. I have plenty of proof of success of my 20 plus years now of producing events. And if you said right now, Sarah, I want to throw a big multi-day conference for my movement makers. And here's what I'm thinking. Can you help me? I'd be like hundred percent consider it done. Uh, but I know that there's a disconnect when it comes to truly in my core believing without a shadow of a doubt that the dreams that I have for my business and the life that I want to be able to build for my family will come true and that that I will be able to make them come true. And that manifests itself in every interaction where I am like proactively doing lead generation or asking for a sale. My voice shakes. I lack confidence. I shut down. I say nothing. And I don't know how to fix it yet. It's the believing in myself part. Well, so, I mean, welcome to being human. <laughs> 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 it's like, that's every human. 
so don't like I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, this is not only a Sarah issue. Uh, I that's still my biggest problem too. Mm. Um, if there's no doubt, you're seeing like beyond the shadow of. A, if there's no doubt, then it's too small. Mm. I mean, if you knew 100 percent that you could do it, you're not dreaming big enough. Mm. There's there's lots of things that you can do with no doubt. You could tie your shoelace with yeah. no doubt. But who cares? I mean, that used to be a big thing. It did. When you were, how, I don't know, what age, five years old? <laughs> yeah. When do you learn to tie a shoelace? You're like, you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I can't do this. I don't know how to do it. And then all of a sudden you did it. And now uh, now it's nothing. It's easy. Um, and that will always be there just for bigger things. Mm. You know, like you look at, when when did you say you went to Brendan's thing? Was it five years mm. ago? I think my first time was 2017. Mm -hmm. Okay, so seven years ago. Um, you go back to Sarah 10 years ago, mm -hmm. compared to Sarah now, yeah. like it's not possible. I, I, would, I would say that, yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what are you doing? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. There's no way. Mm -hmm. You're doing all this stuff? You're, you have a podcast? Mm -hmm. What? You can't do that. So you're already an impossibility to yourself, let alone other people. You, you have created an impossible life to yourself, yeah. to younger mm -hmm. you, right? Like if, if you from 10 years ago looked at you right now, it's like, that's not possible. Like, here's your future. No, that's not going to happen. That's not me. I can't do that. <laughs> right? And it's actually happening. So like, it's the same thing. Like going, going forward, you're going to continue to create more impossibilities for yourself. And the fact that there is doubt means that you're on the right path. It doesn't mean that you uh, succumb to it. Yeah. Uh, especially consistently. Everybody's going to have bad days, bad moments. But the fact that there is doubt means you're on the right path mm. and you're thinking big mm. and creating a new impossibility for yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's one. It's like, don't, that, it's normal. You're human. I, I think it's yeah, so easy to be like, oh, it's just me. No one else. In the There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's wrong is the people who don't do anything about it. Like they go to the event and, never change yeah. like you you changed you mm -hmm. decided that that wasn't just easy that wasn't just oh okay yeah, i'll just flip this yeah. switch and boom look, look at that that was work and and doubt and fear um so that's one and the second thing i would say is well to continue to create that environment for yourself daily uh i, I love groups and i love events and i have my own and uh, i've been to brendan and spoke on brendan's stage yep. twice um three times i don't remember anyway brendan's great and we have these like highlight moments, which can take you up to a new level momentarily. But where do you fall back down? Mm. And then it's in those daily habits. I don't wake up. I didn't wake up today. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to change the world. This is great. I'm so excited. Right. That didn't happen this morning. Woke up. I don't know what day it is. I'm tired. You know, my dog was barking last night and all this stuff. But it's the habits that get me to this point. And so why I make the videos that I make is for me. Because I want Elon Musk in my ear and Maya Angelou yes. in my ear and Gabby Bernstein in my ear. Like I, I want those people in my ear every day because they help me believe in myself more than I currently believe in myself. Even if I have a great, I'm talking to you. This is great. Amazing. I'm going to leave this. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to those two people that I need to book on my show and tell them the new plan. And hopefully it's going to be okay and not freak out too much. Uh, but then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and it's like, it's gone. Where, where did that energy go? I don't know. So you got to rebuild it again. Mm -hmm. And so... This is why a lot of people end up, uh, a lot of people go to events and then never make a change. They just get really motivated and excited. But what's the point of motivation? What's to give you the courage to go do the thing that is necessary in your life? Like motivation alone doesn't do anything, just makes you feel good. 
but it's to give you the courage to then go make some kind of change in your life or your business. Yeah. And then, and then for any change to stick, you have to have consistency. And you may not be always at that level of jump. You're not going into your office and like high-fiving people and jumping up and down and, you know, uh, all the Brendan's amazing <laughs> tricks and Tony and et cetera, uh, which would be amazing to walk into a room and everybody's cheering you on. But you can get that virtually. I like it through YouTube videos. You can get that by reading books. You can get that by listening to podcasts. Yeah. However you best learn, don't let it be this random happenstance that oh this this book happened to fall in my lap or i happened to listen to this podcast schedule it in so every morning the first thing i get up and then I, I go outside and i have one of my own videos on not of me talking i don't need to hear me talking but uh brendan or tony or or marie yep. or mel or mm -hmm. whoever is helping me get clarity and belief and courage for the day ahead yeah it's like creating that environment for success. I used your music trick this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, I have, I put on music. Um, I'll do that from the bathroom, right? So like I, I'm in the bathroom and I'll put on music right away because uh, I don't want to. I don't want to put on music this morning. Yeah. I want to sit, I want to sit there and like go back to right. bed or I want to sit there and just, I don't know, scroll, scroll through Instagram or whatever. Like, and then 20 minutes goes by. Like, why am I still in the bathroom? No, put on music and like, what I love about music, and I have, a, I have a playlist called the Believe Playlist, and it's public. People can watch it. The songs may not resonate with you. There's all sorts of weird songs on there. But they, like, they resonate mm -hmm. with me. It makes me go to a better spot. Um, and I'll play every song at 1.25 speed because it is, just feels happier. Um, so that's another That's hack. a hack I haven't heard. Um, is it not in the book? I think it's in the book. Maybe not. I, I read books fast, but I've never heard of reading and listening to songs fast. That's awesome. That's just funny. I, I'm, I'm a visual person, so I... Me too. I if I'm listening only, I would have to have it at normal speed or slow it down because I have to super focus yeah. on it. So listening to something at 2x speed doesn't help me. But uh, music, most songs are pretty good and you can play it. Like most songs are pretty good. But then when you put it 1.25, it may sound weird for a bit. But it's like, oh, it's happier. It's more <laughs> upbeat. Like this is great. And then if you try going back to regular speed, it feels really slow. Like, wow, that's the original version. It's so slow. So anyway, give it a try. Get, let it play out for like the whole song and then see if you're not Challenge accepted. dancing and happier. Um, but yeah, like I don't want to do it, but it's one of those easy things that I can just turn it on. And then music just automatically, now I'm sitting there and I'm just... Yeah. You just start moving, right? And you start feeling better and happy. It's like, I'm going to go and go for a run today, <laughs> which ended up happening. Um Nice job. So yeah, music, design a playlist. We all have these songs that we we love. Yeah. That if it if it came on today, and and one of Brendan's favorite things to do is play upbeat music. You know, if there was a song that came on, it would force you to just start bobbing your head or dancing around or or stamping your foot. Like it would force you to do that. Um, and what most people do is put on music. If they're going to put on music, they put it on to reinforce how they're currently feeling. So if you're feeling low, you, what do you do? You yeah. put on sad, slow low music and that just keeps you in a low vibe and suddenly the whole day is gone and you're still feeling like crap right where if you put on something happier it's like okay you know i'm feeling better yeah let's go so getting outside having music putting on a video that is somebody that i want to learn from and I, I respect every morning it just sets me up to have not a perfect day lots of stuff happens that are bad but um just a a, a better start for the morning to hopefully engineer my day 
um, yeah, I th- with more belief. I think hearing stuff like that makes me think it's too easy. It can't work, you know? Yeah, but I mean, um, give it I know a try. it's true. <laughs> I, I know it's true. And that's the crazy part, I think, about personal development is how it really is so simple. And it's just the consistency of application that is the magic there. That's where you know, that hack may work for you or may work for me, but may not work for right. somebody else. I mean, you give it a try. Um, I'll tell myself that too. Like I will, I will sit there, wake up. First thing I do, go into the bathroom and sit there. It's like, I'm not like this music thing is stupid. This doesn't work. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it may have worked yesterday, whatever. It's dumb. I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to put on the stupid music. It's not going to work. Okay, whatever. Just put it on. And then 30 seconds later, right? It's crazy how our brain just plays tricks on us. And so whenever you can find something quick like that, so that playlist I've created in advance. Right. So I'm not stumbling like what what playlist should I listen exactly. to? Because you're probably going to let yourself down, yes. right? Um, the videos that I watch when I go for my walk, I am, I've, I've already set them up in advance. Yes. So I just have to click play. because. Even just clicking play is a lot of work, <laughs> right? It's like that first step. It seems too easy, so yes. I don't want to do it. But if you have to go search for 10 minutes to find something, you're going to give up in that 10 minutes. So designing it to be a little bit easier, um, even if your brain tells you it's not going to work, you're just teaching yourself that you're the kind of person who does it. Mm. So it's like so I'm good. brushing my teeth. I wake up yeah. and I also brush my teeth, right? I, I'm the kind of person who brushes my teeth in the morning. And the more you do it, the easier it is for it just to be automatic. Yeah. Like you get in your car, you put your seatbelt on. I hope, yes. right? I mean, it's it's automatic. You're not thinking about. You don't have to remind yourself. I hope um, to put your seatbelt on when you get in the car. That's what the morning routine ultimately needs to become. Like, okay, yeah, I, I get up, I play music, I go for a walk, and I put on a video. It's like automatic. Thank you. <laughs> I will do it. Um, probably have time for about one more question, and I want to know. We're both parents. And I think a lot uh, about raising my daughter and doing a good job. And I think through the lens of entrepreneurship, it's really made me think more specifically about lessons that I want to impart, impart on her. And for me, it's like how, how to drive sales outside of the traditional nine to five job. And, and then two, how to grow that wealth. And then three, self-awareness and self-compassion. And I wonder what lessons are you working on to impart on your son? Um, I think the greatest thing my parents gave me was just love Mm -hmm. and they supported me in what I was doing, even though they had no idea what I Mm -hmm. was doing. So I was into baseball cards and all sorts of weird things, you know, growing up and every weekend, my mom would take me to, uh, three hours outside of my city to this place called the orange tent that sold, it was all these baseball card people came together and, and traded baseball cards. I was like 12 years old and 13 years old. And I'm negotiating with 40 and 50 year olds over five cents and 10 cents, you know, but for me, it was everything. Oh my God, I made $5 yeah. this weekend. It was amazing. Even though she'd lost that on gas right. for sure. Right. Um, and when people ask me, you know, is your son going to be an entrepreneur? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't care. It's like all I'm trying to teach. I don't even know that I'm, I'm trying to teach. Honestly, I'm just trying to show love. Mm. And I think if, if you show love, they will learn. Like whatever he wants to learn, he can learn. 
Yeah. Uh, I learned all this stuff by myself with no internet. I mean, he's got internet. Um, but I think if you just, at least for me, I'm not, uh, I don't give parenting advice or not meant to be prescriptive, but uh, my philosophy, I guess, is just if I show up and I give him love every mm -hmm. day, he's going to be yeah. all right. Oh, so good. Evan, thank you for joining us today on the show. I appreciate it. Um, where can Lynchpin Nation find you? Uh, Evan Carmichael, where if you want the books, Amazon's easiest spot. Otherwise, I'm probably on whatever social platform you're using. What episode number is this for you? Uh, this is going to be 115. It's going to come out on 115. Yeah, uh -huh. Wow. All right. Well, uh, when you get to 250, let's do round two. Thank you. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll reach back out at 250. Looking forward to it. Thank you for the great questions and your vibe and um, all the research and the work that went into it. And for everybody watching, listening, give Sarah some love. It's a lot of work to put a show and get over 100 episodes out. So if this episode meant anything to you, tell her in the comments. And let her Thank know. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you loved this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Faber and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. Also, if scaling events in your business sounds like something you want to tackle this year and you need a coach, let's connect to see if one-on-one -on -one coaching is for you. Just go to greenroomcentral.com. You and I can work together one-on-one -on -one throughout the course of the year and dive deep into the inner workings of your events and business. You'll receive mentorship, personalized feedback, and customized guidance to define your goals and achieve your next level of success. Just go to greenroomcentral.com right now to apply. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going. Keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.